0: Okay, and I'm here to say, I like that movies in a major way. Queensbridge, Nasir, Juice Crew, Molly Mall, Queensbridge. What's up, Scott Thorough? How you doing, Scott Thorough?
1: <laughs> Yo, DJ... DJ Marcus, Pins and Needles. What's up, DJ Marcus, Pins and Needles?
0: Uh, Just chilling, you know, Queensbridge Projects. That's where I'm from.
1: Yo, I'm from Brooklyn. That's where I'm from. Word. That's the third rap borough, you know what I'm saying? Killer. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, why are you from the Bay? Why are you from Cali? Uh, Because we were just listening to some hyphy before we started recording. You were listening to the hyphy. You were there. You were dancing. Uh, Oh, Marcus, you like movies? Yes, I do. Yo, this is Zebras in America, marked out movie podcast is what we do. Right. Got that gas. Yeah. Got grapes. No. That's probably true. Um yeah, uh rest in peace, Ghost Ghost, uh we were listening to Ghost eighty eight hundred, I believe. Had a song called <laughs> Sonic Boom. That was very popular in the on the internet. Rest in I, peace? Rest in peace, yeah. I, I got lost in a YouTube K hole today. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to watch the movies for a podcast, which I ended up doing. Mm-hmm. Hence the beatboxing. Mm-hmm. But I also watched like three hours of YouTube. <clears throat> Only half of it was stuff I liked. That happens. A major hyphy, um, major hyphy loophole. Mm-hmm. Not loophole, uh, k hole. Because I like hyphy. <clears throat> I like hyphy music a lot, especially San Quinn, Mac um, Dre, rest in peace. Um,
0: Late last Turf, year... Turf Talk. Turf if Talk. keep the Sneak. DJ Shadow. Uh, DJ
1: Shadow made a hyphy record. I wouldn't call him a hyphy artist.
0: That's true. Well, he made a half hyphy album.
1: Half of the a, record had hyphy artists on it.
0: And, and then white people lost their mind in a negative way. <laughs> Even well, though his I entire mean, career, DJ Shadow's <laughs> been saying he loves Bay Area rap because he's from Cause Bay Area. He's
1: from Davis. But people acted like... <clears throat> Bakersfield? You know. I don't know. No, um, Davis. He's from ba- Davis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um...
0: What about Jonathan Davis from Corn? He beatboxed in that one song. No. With Dub C doing the Crip Walk. Who's a better beatboxer, Jonathan Davis from Corn or Justin Timberlake, in that one song where he beatboxed?
1: We all lost true yeah i'm all no lost in that it's situation true. i was uh, listening i think to... i think jonathan davis has has brought more to rap music positively than justin timberlake
0: i was gonna say though clips verse in uh like i love you it's, it's a really good verse that's i very, wish that was a clip hard. song that's
1: hard. i wish that's that was a song, clip song without that's justin song, timberlake that song go <clears throat> that song goes it does that's hard yeah, man. uh I, you you came here so we could record episode 49 yes 49 yo what's up Doug um you ever smoke PCP no Yeah. Um, so next episode is episode 50 yeah
0: sorry yo I don't know why I just panicked and thought I left my work laptop on the train I don't know what what, it's it's right there speaking of work I just got laid off I'm sorry to hear that man
1: yeah you knew that already
0: yeah but listen I don't know I'm still sorry to hear it. Anytime I hear it,
1: listeners, if you want to give Scott Thoreau a part-time job until I go back to grad school, that'd be great. But, anyways, episode forty-nine next next week is episode fifty. Yeah, I think we can announce that episode fifty will be. No, no, no! Don't say what it is. Why not? Because it's cool. It's like a no, 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 no. We have a cool thing. We yeah. have a cool thing.
0: Well, also, we have guests. We have some cool
1: guests. Yeah. Spo- <laughs> Spongebob Squarepants. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Mickey Mouse. Yeah. <laughs> and Top... And who?
0: and who? Top... I can't... Top... What? You're making any
1: sense.
0: <laughs> I still want to know what you said.
1: <laughs> I can't say it without oh, laughing. Okay. We'll say uh, it later. Top from the bush. Hide
0: your
1: dad. That was fucking your dad. Hide. Anyway. <laughs> oh, 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 good good times. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so you had me watch Roxanne Shantae. Yeah. Roxanne Roxanne. Yeah. Um as far as like rap films about rappers, mhm it was pretty good. The best compliment I think I can give
0: it is that it's harmless. Yeah. And some people take that as an insult, understandably so. <clears throat> but that's the best I can do. Like it's it's harmless. I'm partial to Queens. I think Queens has the best rappers. That is where i was born and that's where my dad's family's from all parts of Queens. so i have you know and roxanne chante does have an important story at the very least i'll try to stay positive and say i hope this is one of those movies where like as soon as it's done people go to wikipedia or they go to google and she's attached to so many different folks that maybe they'll just from everyone to granddaddy iu to marley marl to lots of people i mean just i mean the queensbridge housing projects could be could be its own documentary like Marley Marl, Havoc from Abdeep, Roxanne Chante, Nas, Cormega, Ron Artest, if we want to get out of rap for a second, Craig G. Uh, no,
1: he I think he had a rap song. Who? Ron Artest.
0: I'm fine with that.
1: Yeah, he you know, I'm cool. I think he's cool. Meta World Peace, <clears throat> he's cool with me.
0: Or is Havoc and all the Queensbridge people call him Ron Ron, because that was his uh
1: <clears throat> Yeah. Speaking of like little like Easter eggs that mm-hmm. aren't really Easter eggs they totally played Naz in the Roxanne Ro- Roxanne movie. What do you mean they played him though? Cuz like... I, well, I, well at, at, there's this scene where there's just like this nervous kid who's like my name is Nazir. Like so if you so if you didn't if you didn't immediately realize that it was an 80s rap film taking place in Queensbridge that the Nazir they were talking about was Nazir Jones and then she's like you better next time I see you you better rap. I didn't think that there that it was going to come full circle. And later in the movie, it was, like, Nas being like, I'm Nas now. And
0: I'm going to star in a great film called Belly.
1: That's, yeah, uh, episode 46 of Zebras 46. in America.
0: Although Nas tells that story in the documentary, Time is Omatic. which yeah. is a good movie, so. It does come off a little corny. It's just, yeah, that, that, I think that's the, it's a little corny, it, it's cornyish, But then it also deals with real stuff. Let me not downplay the fact that she went through, you know... She had an alcoholic mother, a uh, single-parent home. She faced all different <clears throat> kinds of abuse. So she had a rough life, and the film shows that. There's I just d- I
1: don't think it was like that bad of a movie. It was nice to see, like, 80s rap not done by Baz Luhrmann. Like, it was nice <laughs> yeah, to see, sure. Like, sure. like, you know. Uh, yeah, it was just nice to see that, like... I also just, like, I miss old rap music. I miss, like, how... I miss the science of old beat making and DJing like seeing turntables and tape recorders and yeah. and um anachronistic beat machines.
0: And hey, a lot of it <clears throat> ties right back into Marley Marl's room in Queensbridge cuz he's the one who brought sampling to hip hop, actual sampling, yeah. along like layered sampling on top of others, not not just rapping over the instrumental of a disco beat, which is important too, but you
1: know. Well actually the you know, the Sugar Hill Gang, which is a bunch of people's bouncers, I believe I believe it was chic replayed. I don't think it was actually a sample. I think Oh it was? Oh I didn't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but yeah, it was cool. It was cool. Um Mahersha Ali as like the not nice drug dealer as opposed yeah, totally. to the night the nice uh tolerant understanding drug dealer in daylight Moon, moonlight moonlight sorry yeah. daylight is a battle rapper yeah
0: <laughs> who's is... the batmobile
1: <laughs> this week he was he was trying to court young ma
0: was he yeah. yeah i don't think that's gonna work out no i
1: don't think i think that's the point yeah um you have anything to say oh you're you're saying something really funny about roxanne Chante. <clears throat> earlier well it's bigger
0: than Roxanne Chante any recent whether it's All Eyes on Me Straight Out of Compton uh, the movie we're talking about it has this thing where it's getting a little out of hand where like the character, not characters but the people in the movie have their names said so much where it's like alright we get it like Straight Outta Compton which good movie better than I thought it was even though a lot of it's fictitious it's like What's up, Ice Cube? Nothing much, Dr. Dre. How you doing? Oh, you know, just chilling in Compton, because I'm Ice Cube, and that's where we're from. Oh, really, Dr. Dre? What's going on, Eazy-E? Nothing much. It's like this. Like They said Roxanne Shante's name so much in this movie. It's like, we, we get it. We know who it is. It's the title of the movie. Or Nazir. Or, or not, like Nazir. Yeah. Oh, hey, MC Shan. Yeah. Yo, Shan. Marley. I don't like you, Marley Marl. I'm not going to DJ for you anymore, Roxanne Shante. <laughs> Why not, Marley Marl? Like, it's really, uh,
1: Yeah. I think it's funny. But it's not supposed to be. No. Yeah. Uh, it was cool. You know, I, I, I thought it was alright. I thought, like, the uh, it was nice. A lot of the Netflix movies had bad color grading. The color mm-hmm. grading was pretty yeah. good on this one. Mm-hmm. And I do love rap music from the 80s. Um, so that was cool. I'm waiting for the for, for the ice cream tea film. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think that's, that's ever going to happen. You know something else I'll say though
0: I do wish I know it's I, this I don't I don't know like this or the Get Down like movies like that where I do wish things looked a little dirtier and grittier yeah like stuff was it just looks very I, clean and neat
1: I have a very good segue you know sure okay because we're talking about uh, some dirtiness and some some stuff I went to see a film at Metrograph this week ah yeah which I, I didn't see yeah called. Um, <clears throat> personal problems it's a 1980 film by bill gunn Mm -hmm. best known as director of ganja and hess and writer of the landlord by the hal ashby film and uh written and starring in a way ishmael reed um and that was a 1980 came out (coughs) in 1980 Mm -hmm. it's three hours long Mm -hmm. it's it's billed is like a Meta-narrative Soap opera Taking place in 1980 New York City mm-hmm. About a bunch of characters <clears throat> And it was gritty It was shot on VHS It was shot on early Like tape recorder Oh and shit I know that. Yeah And It's a real treat They're, You're saying that it'll probably Be put out on DVD blue right now, Or Blu-ray Or Blu-ray out
0: Out for streaming Rental, release Ownage, everything Cause that's how it goes Like this an old a, a newly restored or rediscovered movie it does the rounds at some kind of repertory theater and then it either comes out on Kino Lober or Milestone or Criterion like it's just Kino
1: Lober was behind the remastering of this yeah um there are parts of it that could be tough for you cause like you don't even realize uh spoiler oh you haven't seen it so it's fine um the film's sort of about losing a family member but but that part of it doesn't even happen till the last like eighth of the film mm. but when it happens it all connects mm-hmm. and it's just I really miss like the sort of eight, 80s New York that no longer exists and mm-hmm. seeing it in that sort of way Um yeah it, I'm just sad that that it didn't exist for people to see it it's not been shown a lot mm-hmm. when it was shown it was like it was butchered. I'm, I'm not going to pretend like it wasn't challenging. Mm. Three hours.
0: of A VHS, a shot, VHS
1: was. shot, and there's like a confusing intermission. A third of the people there left. Oh shit! A third of the people did not Oops. finish. I ran into I ran into an acquaintance there, and we're like, oh well, let's maybe we'll talk after the movie, get a drink. He left. It makes me want to see it even
0: more. I mean, hey, John Cassavetes is one of my best, best, one of my favorite filmmakers, and his movies were known. People were just lot more. Again, he's another one who made long movies. Well, I'll
1: front M two made pointed out that Ishmael Reed said that when it first, <laughs> when it was premiering, when it was showing at art houses in the eighties, people a third left. And when I was talking to Shaka King, director mm-hmm. of Newlyweeds and Lazer-Sism and Mulnyans, a couple episodes of uh, some TV shows that you like he was like oh if Bill Gunn was black he would have been John Cassavetes. Sure. so there are if you see it there are parallels um, people say reviews say that it's not pretty mm-hmm. the, and I think they think that because it's shot on VHS that it can't be pretty and I think that's that's not hmm. I don't yeah, agree yeah. Sure. I thought I thought it was very beautiful it was very it was very drenched the colors were drenched hmm. the music when there when it was there was good it, it, there were these long Flowing character portraits, mm-hmm. and some of it was profound uh, uh not profound enough for Carlo, but he's kind of racist anyway um oh come on it's uh yeah, it's uptown like thirty years ago, filmed in like uh you know like a more approachable medium it's like it's like you know the you know the video the message by mm-hmm. grandmaster Grandmaster Flash and the Furious five, yes, like this is like. The story of Melly Mel and that movie's cousins, uh, huh, huh, huh. just yeah. like regular people dealing with it. Just kidding, Carlo. I don't think you're a racist. Um, it sounds impo- look, man. Like movies like that, like problematic movies. It's not like are the most. Well, it's not. It's it's problematic. Imperfect movies it's sound imperfect. like are the best to like not dissect Im- and watch many not, these days. It's not problematic. Like there's nothing like bad about it. right, right. right it's right. just like. It's three hours long Mm -hmm. and not every, like, it's meant to be an experimental avant-garde movie or I don't know if it's meant to be, but it's like an avant-garde soap opera, meta soap opera. Mm. So part of it is, you know, so there some stuff hits better than others. Mm. Um, Yeah, I just thought, I thought it was really great. It was one of the better uh, film experiences I've had in a long time. Oh, nice. I had never been to Metrograph before. I would go there again. Oh, that was your first time. Yeah, I'd never oh, been there uh, before. <clears throat> okay, I'm kind of
0: like a little a, pretentious, but they have a good selection.
1: I'm I'm sort of a creature of habit, so I go to the theaters I like. Right. And um, for art cinema, mm-hmm. I tend to like Film Society at Lincoln Center, so that's just where I tend to go. Yeah. They didn't have this. At the Film Society, (coughs) they only had it at Metrograph, Mm -hmm. but I just ordered MoviePass, so I think I'll go to Metrograph a little more. Oh, smart. Well, it's, Metrograph, some of these theaters now, it's like 15 to 20 bucks, Mm -hmm. and I I, I go to a movie once a month at least, so $10 is like, you know, and hey, MoviePass, if that sounded like a really good ad, why don't you sponsor us? Yeah right. Speaking of which, we're sponsored. I guess we can bring this up here. We'd like to start a Patreon, but we um, we're looking for an intern. So if someone wants to intern for us, have you posted about that yet? Oh no. Okay, you post about that. Sure. We want an intern to help us um, take the show to the next level. Not too much of a level. Like I'm still gonna ask Marcus if he smokes PCP, but maybe we'll have two mics and like you know my friend Lang said that he tried to listen to the last episode and it sounded like we were like in the middle of robbing a bank which I didn't see a problem with but yeah, apparently
0: man. it doesn't sound great in a car you just gave away what episode 50 was we're going <laughs> to record a podcast in the middle of robbing a bank
1: yeah we're going to have to re-record <laughs> that one um, I was going to make a joke about Freddy got fingered but we actually talked about Freddy got fingered finally we did well I did you didn't say too much about it yeah what do you think about Freddy Uh,
0: I think it's great it's a great movie
1: it's one of my favorite comedies ever yeah comedies are so good dude you gotta you're making so much noise tonight what? yeah whoa um alright no it's like clicking pens scratching your beard touching shit my beard inches I can scratch I haven't shaved I can kick (laughs) really high (laughs) really um uh, I saw a movie. I saw I saw another movie today. Today. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You saw a. Um... I've been I've been getting back into JCVD. Sure. The star of JCVD. Yes. John Claude Van Damme. I've been. Um, <clears throat> so I watched Hard Target today.
0: It's a great one. It's, it's no it's no Lionheart,
1: but it's a great one. I think Lionheart is probably his best. Oh man, see, it's All hard right. to say. Um, I've been rewatching. Um, Hard Target is not as good as I remember. I'm going to make a bold statement. Mm. John Woo. Overrated. I'm not going to argue that. I'm not, I'm not, I don't have a problem with it. I, um, you know, I think it's hard. So, so like, Hard Target is, is very similar to another remake of that short story, Surviving the Game. Mm Mm-hmm. But instead of Rutger Hauer, Charles S. Dutton, and Ice-T...
0: It's Lance Henriksen.
1: It's Lance Hens- Henriksen and Jean- Jean-Claude Van Damme. This actress who's gorgeous, who later went on to star in Witchblade. Mm-hmm. And also uh, an, amazing, an amazing cameo from Wilford Brimley. Diabetes. Uh, Diabetes. Where he plays this uh, moonshine-making French, like, Cajun guy... Yeah. And it's like, oh, this is why you have diabetes, because you're drinking all this <laughs> moonshine yeah. and being like, Oh my my nephew, my nephew, Jean Claude Van Damme, it's so good to see you. Yeah. I was in the Ewok movie. Do you like <laughs> diabetes? Do you have yeah. diabetes? Yeah. And also, yo, Jean Claude Van Damme literally punches out a snake.
0: Yeah, see that's one of those things, yeah, that that's like a famous gif that everyone likes to share, but really? it's like Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, I
1: mean, you just put me onto a website that I'd never heard of. Oh, ClickHole. Yeah, I laughed. It's the best. I laughed so yeah. hard. Yeah. Pause. Yeah. How does it feel to be hunted? You tell me.
0: I remember that from the trailer. I didn't see that in the theater. I, my dad used to take me to see Van Damme movies in the Same theater quite here.
1: a bit. Yeah. My dad used to take me. We would go to Van Damme movies, Seagal movies, Stallone movies. Mm. You know. <coughs> That movie with Ray Liotta, with the, in the future, where he had to kill his black friend. To get oh, up. the prison movie. Yeah.
0: With uh, Ernie. H- oh, Ernie Hudson. Yeah. Oh, uh, Matt kill... Dillon's brother's in that.
1: He had. To... <laughs> I don't know. Why I think that's hilarious.
0: Yeah, because he has a name, and I just called him Matt Dillon's brother.
1: That's not why I found it funny. Oh. Um. I don't know. I forgot that movie. You know the movie, the movie that introduced Escape Plan. Escape. <laughs> no, that's what it's called. <laughs> I don't think that's. What it's no called. escape. No escape. No, no surrender. No,
0: just no escape.
1: No escape, no surrender. Yeah. No retreat, no surrender. Yeah. Uh, only the strong.
0: That's a good one.
1: Banana hey, way. you. I
0: want you to turn that up. That was a great moment. they great moment. So they
1: Costas Mandalore. Wasn't expecting that. Not Costas Mandalore. It's not Robert Costas D'Castas. Mandalore. Robert yeah. DeCostas. Uh, who's actually related to Bob Costas. Bob Costas, who wrote uh Le Loop. <laughs> which, which, which Bob DeCostas was in
0: Bob Costas Some co-star of, of Pootie Tang
1: co- and and co-star of Brotherhood of the Wolf
0: yes Martin, that's right Martin yeah, Martin yeah, yeah.
1: Kessler's favorite movie
0: <laughs> uh, I remember going to see that in the theater in Hampton Virginia <laughs> and people thought it was just going to be non-stop like karate French karate stuff people left that movie like an hour and like what is this shit yeah, was they we're it? not happy.
1: I was, I was like, "What's going on?"
0: Yeah, because suddenly it turned into a movie about the French Revolution at the end, and then yeah. it just ended.
1: He said like, Robespierre was a vampire.
0: Yeah, Jeremy Renier is yeah. in it. Well, he's Belgian, but whatever. Whatever. Yeah. J C
1: jean Claude Van Damme is Belgian, isn't he? Yes, he is. The muscles from Brussels. Muscles from Brussels. What is your? Do you like Brussels sprouts? I love Brussels sprouts for the best. They're
0: so good. They are. They're so a good side things. with anything. My favorite dish to make is almond crusted. It's my second favorite dish to make is almond crusted chicken tenders with uh, Brussels sprouts. It's really good.
1: The dredge is is almonds. What? You dredge it with almonds? Yes. Yes. Flour? I take an
0: egg. No no, no, no. That's that is the flour oh, like almond no. almond. Okay. Almon, yeah.
1: It's almond flour or yeah it's almond like flour sliced sliced no, almonds. almonds.
0: No almond flour. It's just healthier, but it still tastes good.
1: I, what, does it have like that almond taste?
0: A little, Well, you don't, it's not just almond, you take almond flour, you put a little bit of cayenne, mm. you put some paprika, you put some paprika, other ingredients. Paprika. Paprika. And you mix it up. It's not just all, no, it would be super bland if you just did that.
1: No, I'm just saying like, like sometimes when I use other garlic flour. Garlic powder?
0: Garlic powder, put some garlic powder in there.
1: Sometimes when I use other flour, mm-hmm. I may use like two flours. Like I'll use like regular flour and then I'll use like some <laughs> cornmeal. Okay. Or like, um, you take some like hot Cheetos, put them, put them in the food processor. Yeah. And coat some chicken in hot I'm Cheetos. Good. I'm good. It's I'm good, a, dude.
0: I'm sure it's not for me.
1: Have you ever had hot Cheetos?
0: Yeah, I don't like them.
1: Or, or as I like to call them, Scott Cheetos.
0: No, just regular Cheetos.
1: So you could do it with regular Cheetos.
0: I don't want to do that. That just does. That sounds too much. Chicken. I don't want to do that. What
1: about? Says the person who like. Tweets on our Twitter about how good Pizza Hut is. Yeah. And you're you're like, oh, well, that's too far. Cheeto crusted chicken. What about Dorito crusted shrimp? No. No. Cool Ranch. Cool Ranch crusted chicken tenders. I'm good. That sounds so good. I think I may be joining you in the diabetes team. Hey man. Welcome. Yeah, welcome, welcome, Wilford. Wilford, I'm coming home.
0: That doesn't sound good. What do you mean? It's like you're dying, like I'm coming We're home. all
1: dying. Damn. Our first breath was our first step towards death.
0: I'm in a new therapy. So, you want to talk to, you were never really here? I'll get talk there. Talk about? You're yeah,
1: i No, no, I'm, I'm, I've started a new type of therapy, um, and I don't want to get too deep into it. I just came from therapy. I just came from thinking of therapy. Okay. Nice. here. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so this is a fun crowd yeah. uh, I'm joking I didn't do that oh <laughs> um, no yeah you just came from therapy yeah I've, I'm in so I think I I don't want to go too deep into some of I've learned some things about myself and I've been dealing with some things that I'd like to talk about one day but I'm not ready to talk about today but I will say that I, you know part of this new thing has been like really like thinking about things and, and mindfulness and meditation and and like trying to learn how to describe things in a non-judgmental way mm-hmm. and I think it really helps translate to criticism because I guess we're movie critics we have a movie podcast where we're critical about movies mm-hmm. I mean you're a movie critic you have like you have published articles in more than one place, not just your own website. I'm I and I published an intro to an article that you posted. That's true. So I guess you know what I mean. So it's been helpful. But but I saw a movie that you and M. were supposed to go with me to, but it was sold out. I bought a ticket mm-hmm. because I was I was worried that it was going to sell out, and it did. So I went to see the new Lynn Ramsey film. Um, yes. You were never, <clears throat> here. Mm-hmm. You were never really here. You were never really here.
0: You were never really here.
1: Uh, based off of a Jonathan Ames novella, mm-hmm. uh, starring uh, Joaquin Joaquin Phoenix, mm-hmm. um, in in one of his in a very good performance.
0: Yeah, I get why he won Best Actor at Cannes for for this role.
1: Yeah, so I went to see it, and you know me—if you listen to the show, I don't do trailers if I don't have to. Like if I if I watch a trailer in a movie, but I don't watch trailers. I just know make that you I laugh like.
0: at them. It's true. Brazilian ballerina boys who just want to make their father <laughs> proud. <laughs>
1: it's true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's funny. Nerd. <laughs> Show off. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, like, I I I only found out <clears throat> about Lynn Ramsey from this from this podcast. Like, I I saw Marvin Collar... And, um, That's a great one. That might be her be-
0: that I think that might be my personal favorite movie of hers.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think this movie is going to be her most successful. Cause, oh, cause easily, easily, because yeah. it has yeah. one, Joaquin Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Two, it has like the most appeal, and uh, one, yeah. I'm. Spoiler alert! Do not listen further. But I think people also can relate to the violence. Of this one, in a way, that the other films... I mean, like, people like We Need to Talk About Kevin. We do not need they do? to talk... Yeah, they do. We do not need to oh. talk about We Need to Talk That's, About Kevin. No, we don't. You just. I mean, you can go see Elephant, and I don't even like that movie either. Yeah, but I Elephant's guess. better.
0: Or you could just see Len Ramsey's first two movies and...
1: Uh, Ratcatcher is not easy to watch. It's not, like, on any of the streaming platforms. You
0: can just run it on YouTube. Get it on Criterion. <laughs> Are you
1: sure? You can rent it on YouTube? Yes. Oh, I tried to rent it this week.
0: Just get it off of Amazon.
1: It's not on Amazon. No,
0: I mean buy the DVD off of Amazon. That's
1: not how people do things. That's what Amazon's for. They don't, people don't buy DVDs. Except for like like the people who listen to our podcast who know the movies we're talking about. Like oh. people don't really buy DVDs anymore. That's true. Like you do. Some I are, actually know I don't. But oh, but I have you, a lot of You it. have I 300 Criterion Spines. 300 plus. Well, I stopped la- counting. Well, you said 300 last time. Yeah. That we talked about it. Sure. You taught me the term spines. Yes,
0: spine numbers.
1: Yeah, yeah whatever, you know? Um, this movie... I joked on Twitter and to you that it's like the non-racist, sentimental remake to Taxi Driver that you didn't know you wanted.
0: And when you said that, it also made me think of, to some degree, it's also like... A reinterpretation of First Blood that I wanted, and I love First Blood. Yeah, it's it's, just from the PTSD uh, aspect, and just the fact that like movies with action and violence in them, not all. Sometimes they do, but in this case, not all the time are they matched with you know deep personal, internal, you know personal things. It's yeah. a very touching.
1: In in the film, Joaquin Phoenix plays. An ex FBI agent who now works as a as like a hired gun whose specialty I is I thought he was a veteran too.
0: He was a FBI veteran, agent, but yeah. he's also in the military Definitely. too. Definitely. Yeah. I mean
1: also like Lynn Ramsey or like a good director, uh, parts of the plot you have to deduce yourself. Sure. And things that start showing up earlier make more sense and, and some of the plot you have to decide for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, if you need if you need stuff hand fed to you like you know um the killing of a sacred deer and the donuts if you need if you need if you're the child if you're the child that needs plot fed to you like Colin Farrell fed his son donuts (laughs) in in um killing of a sacred deer then you then you'd probably watch this movie be confused and then read the Wikipedia yeah best Um, movie
0: of last year by the way
1: that was yeah uh, unequivocally uh Killing of Sagarjeer was best film in two thousand eighteen. For me, right now, granted, um, High Life hasn't come out yet. Yeah. And um, this is this is my favorite movie of the year just, for now. But yeah. let let me just uh, so he's he's an ex FBI ex he's a veteran lives in New York City somewhere um, and he specializes in rescuing uh, girls from. Like, sex workshops. Yeah. And he ha- he's, like, not happy with it. He's very <clears throat> depressed. He has PTSD. He has, like, a sad but beautiful relationship with his mother. Yeah. And, and he um, sort of wants out and then gets caught up in something which could be, like, if done by anyone else, just, like, a, a super action-y, like, um, action film. Like true lies. It could have been true lies. Yeah. But instead, it's like this nuanced, like, connection of, yeah, First Blood and Taxi Driver. Like, I don't think you could watch a movie and not make a connection to Taxi Driver. Yeah. Um, I I, I like it better than Taxi Driver. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Rob. I really. It's Sorry, just, Marcus. I think Taxi Driver is an excellent movie. It hasn't aged well for me. Mm-hmm. And I just thought the way that Lynn Ramsey deals with PTSD in this film and depression and trauma and um, how the movie is super violent but there are scenes of violence that happen like from overhead angles from without everything from, from security footage like uh, there's a scene where he rescues the, the girl a senator's daughter from, from one of these sex houses and most of the action is seen through a security camera uh, oh, I'm sorry. I feel like I've just been talking, talking, talking.
0: No, it's fine. And, um, oh. Yeah. No, I
1: was just going to say, I, she has... Exp-
0: every... The plot to every... And if you check out my uh, Cinema of Lynn Ramsey um, told through images and stills on and Empire, I just updated it last night with images from You Are Never Really Here. Every one of her feature... Actually, short films too, but all of her feature films all the main characters are suffering from some form of PTSD. So, it, it, it's it's in her wheelhouse. Like, she knows PTSD. From uh, James and Ratcatcher to Morvin and Morvin Caller to right. Tilda Swinton and we need to talk about Kevin. It, like, PTSD is, like, one of her main themes. So, she's been... Ma- it's weird because she's been making films for over two decades, but she only has four features.
1: A lot of short uh, films. A
0: lot of short films. A couple of projects that she was on and then left, but, um... Yeah, it's just very weird being with her from the ground floor and seeing her name, like, trend on Twitter for, like, a day. Or seeing you never really hear trend for... I think that's really great, because it's, like... It's her time, damn it.
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll see if this pushes her into making m- movies with more regularity. Yeah, really. I mean, I think this film's gonna be pretty much like a runaway hit. Walking uh, Phoenix, funny... So, so uh, I didn't realize that I was what that I was at like one of the premieres. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that it was followed by a Q and A. I don't do Q and As after movies. I like mm-hmm. to digest. I don't. I I am interested in how things are made, and I am interested to a certain extent what happened and how things go about. Not right after seeing a movie. Right what after. What was seeing- the
0: symbolism of the horse? That's the kind of questions. I went to I went to a Q and A with your best friend Doug. And he got really annoyed once because we went to go see Fish Tank, directed by another great female uh, director, Andrea Arnold. And this woman in the movie goes, she asked a question and started answering it herself because she kind of just wanted to hear herself talk. And she was like, so did the horse represent, like, was it like a symbolism of freedom? Because horses are like wild creatures. And then Doug groaned in his seat. And then afterwards we left the theater and he was complaining about the woman. And at one point Doug was just like... When the fuck does a horse not represent freedom in a movie? And people were standing around him behind, and they were laughing because it's it's very true. But yeah, Q and As aren't aren't the best these days.
1: Well, but, it's, yeah. it's not even that. It's that like after a movie, I just want to think. I want to come up with my own opinions. I want to. I don't know if I liked a movie usually right away. You know, sometimes I'll go see a movie with someone and we will we'll not even have made it to the bathroom and someone will be like, what do you think? I'm like, I'm like yo, don't ask <laughs> me that. <laughs> I'm not ready. <laughs> um, I like the movie a lot. Yeah. I thought it was just, yeah, I just think Lynn Ramsey's handle on grief and loss and anger and violence is just very good. Yeah. Do you think,
0: maybe I'll make this about gender, do you think it has something to do with being a woman? I don't know. And violence in film is often not associated, in a commanding way. It, this is true, it's not often associated with women. I'm not saying that and I'm just it's just kind of is what it is cuz directing just movies in general is still very much a boys club. So do you think and it's not that men certain male directors don't handle violence in a very like responsible, unique, mature, different kind of way, but I do wonder if like, you know, I I do think the whole idea of like a female touch or just like obviously a female perspective is because it's a female and they have a perspective but like a woman's touch is a very real thing and I wonder if that has to do with this movie I don't know yeah Mm
1: -hmm. um I can tell I don't I don't know if it's a coincidence or if it's just that opportunity that most of my favorite living directors are women Mm. um and yeah yeah I mean, if you really go through the list of, like, Americans, South Americans, Europeans, um, yeah, as far as Europe and, and the Americas goes, most of my favorite directors are women.
0: Sure. In my, uh, of my top two right now, uh, because Richard Linklater used to be, a, he's not there anymore, but, like, my two favorite American filmmakers, Rick Alverson being one, Alverson being one. Kelly Reichardt is 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 the other one. I think she's the best, one of the best living American filmmakers.
1: Oh, easily. Yeah. And then you know, Lynn Ramsey, obviously, mm-hmm. um, Lucretia Martel. Claire Dan- Claire Denis. Oh yeah. Like, and there's more. Yeah. I just yeah, my yeah. brand you know, Um, you know. Eliza Eliza Hitman's first film was was brilliant. hmm Her second film was 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 okay. Mm-hmm. I actually um,
0: watched that a few weeks ago and I like it even more actually. Beach rats? Yeah.
1: I think part of it was I was I loved it felt like love so much that I that I may have projected um, unreasonable expectations onto it. Sure.
0: You know what it sounds like? It's like when people who loved and a lot of people, it has its own cult following, when people loved Buffalo sixty six and they heard Vincent Gallo's coming out with a new movie. They just killed like, "Oh, it's going to be another Buffalo '66," which is understandable. And it turned out to be The Brown Bunny, a movie I love very much, but it's not like Buffalo '66. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, I, I, I. We've talked enough about Vincent Gallo recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's, I want to talk a little bit more about. Uh, you were never really here. Mm-hmm. There's a scene, so. So he he rescues this girl. Who's who's a senator's daughter, who's in like which the, rescue
0: are we talking about?
1: I'm talking about the main the main meat of the story. No, I'm the just the first saying,
0: rescue. Yeah, that's what I'm.
1: Yeah. Um, so he 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 takes this young girl. She's got to be under the age of fourteen or something. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: From from like a sex trafficking house, where like very rich men are are raping these children because yeah. you cannot consent if you're if you're you cannot consent to sex if you're drugged and you cannot consent to sex if you're underage yeah. legally and 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 i would argue ethically or morally but um he 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 saves her and then shit just falls apart
0: yeah
1: um her her dad commits suicide or maybe was murdered yes yeah i'm um, yeah uh, when 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 the scene happens, you assume that it was murder. Mm-hmm. But later in the movie, when when he starts making connections, you wonder if that's actually the case. And shit just hits the fan, mm-hmm. and then he you know they they handle this shit because she's just so brutal. Lynn Ramsey's so brutal mm-hmm. in in her nonchalance of dealing with things. So um, when he when he realizes that everyone that he's connected to is probably not safe. There's a scene where he breaks into his family house and and this this scene fucked me up. I almost had to watch Isle of Dogs at, right afterwards just to calm down. Mm-hmm. But then I was like I'm just going to go home and and have and cry. Um when he comes to find that his mother's been murdered. Yeah. Um you realize there's this, like, government conspiracy. Like, this could... Th- th- there are a lot of movies like this, but it's done in a different way. There's it's a more, lot of, like,
0: believable. It's just, like, that's the only thing I can think of right now. Like, it's more realistic.
1: I'm just saying there's lots of movies about corrupt government mm-hmm. shit and shit gone or wrong, but they usually turn into, like, super stylized action movies. Yeah, that's... Yeah. There's a scene where he comes... And finds his mother gone, and he's already, he already knows that she's dead before he gets there. Mm-hmm. So his, his reaction is, like, different than what you expect. Mm-hmm. And there's a scene where he, he, he realizes that the assailants are still in the, in the house. Mm-hmm. And he shoots them, realizes that they're agents as well. And there's this sort of strangely tender, comedic moment where one of the guys is dying... And he's talking to him, he's like, Why did you do this? Was she in pain? And he's like and and he's they start singing a song on the radio together. Yeah. yeah. And I just it's just like and and Joaquin Phoenix's character almost like because 'cause he's gone through so much senseless violence that he like he like assists this character into his death. Yeah, it's a very good movie. I want to really hear some movie. of your thoughts.
0: Yeah, I the more I think about it, it's it's my favorite movie of the year so far. I haven't seen too many movies yet, but um, yeah, that that's what I've been kind of thinking. Going back to what I was saying earlier about just like the whole idea of like women and and violence. Like I think of Trouble Every Day, which is another movie that like I guess what I'm getting at is like had had certain or just a any run-of-the-mill male director made a movie like You're Never Really Here, or even Trouble Every Day or something like that. It would have just been a different movie. Um, I, I don't want to cut to the end. An- we'll get to the ending uh, eventually, but how do I say this? Yeah, I just like the PTSD element, and I just like the solemn, how he's just kind of going, not not going through the motions, but he's just this unhappy character. And the older I get, I'm not, I'm not big on, like, unhappy, it's hard to get my attention with an unhappy character, like, to follow a person like that through a whole movie, but Joaquin Phoenix, through the direction of Lynn Ramsey, did a wonderful job, you know, at that.
1: I mean, he, in, this no. was my favorite movie <clears throat> of, that he was in since Two Lovers. Mm-hmm. Um... I'm not saying I didn't like movies No I'm trying to think
0: No I'm saying that Damn that could be I'm just thinking back To past Joaquin Phoenix movies Maybe that Maybe I agree with that too
1: Some of that also is like Due to Me not always liking The directors Uh, Johnny Greenwood Did a great score He's been killing
0: it recently Man this He did a great job On whatever you think Of the Phantom Thread His score for the Phantom Thread Is really great I didn't really like Uh, The
1: pod racing scenes The what? The pod racing scenes, and I just feel like I feel like um, Natalie Portman seems a lot older than Anakin.
0: Yeah, you. Okay, you threw me off. I'm too tired for this for that stuff right now. You threw me off. Phantom
1: Menace, right?
0: Yeah, Phantom Menace. Yes, with Daniel Day Lewis uh Darth. Daniel
1: Devito. Daniel Devito is Daniel Day Lewis. Daniel Devito. Daniel Devito. Yo, that's an amazing amalgam. Daniel Day Lewis beats Daniel DeVito. Yes. If any of our fans are good at CGI, if you could make that, that'd be great. Oh,
0: man. Would that be as good as the Eric Andre one? <laughs> the Eric <laughs> Andre, Andre Danny DeVito. Danny That's a, that shit's creepy. Oh, little interesting connection, too, how Danny DeVito was the penguin. Looks like Joaquin Phoenix is the Joker now. It's looks like a fit. What? Oh, this is like old news. What? Now. Yeah, they're doing a Joker origin movie, and Joaquin Phoenix is. is they uh,
1: They fired Jared Leto?
0: This is unconnected. This isn't in the same so this universe. This is like Venom? Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I think Joaquin it's Phoenix... It's getting too confusing with all this
1: they, they... We just need to take a break from movies. As Hannibal Burr said on the Eric Andre show, maybe we should just take a year off <laughs> to catch up.
0: Yeah. The, Erica, the Hannibal Buress show. It's out on <laughs> the West Coast. Yeah, that's a great one. But uh, I think after uh, Infinity War I think comic movies should chill for a second That's not going to happen That movie's
1: going to make more money than Sin Yeah, It's going to make so much billions of dollars That movie's coming out this year
0: This year? It's coming out in a couple weeks Literally, it's April It comes out the end of this month
1: Is that the only Marvel movie this year?
0: No, Uh, Ant-Man and Wasp comes out later
1: That's going to be great too Yeah, I think so Black Panther came out
0: Yes, it did. Is there a DC movie this year? This year, I don't know. I don't know what's up with Aquaman. Aquaman. I guess I don't know.
1: With Lenny Kravitz?
0: No, with Roman Reigns.
1: Roman Reigns, who is married to Zoe Kravitz's mother. Yes. Lisa Bonnet. Mm-hmm. Who who had who used to be married to? Lenny, Lenny Kravitz. Kravos. Yes. Lenny Carrots. Lenny Carrots. So, Lenny, Carrots. Do you think? anyone calls him Lenny Carrots? Nope. <clears throat> um, <laughs> just... <laughs> I'll tell you off record what I just pictured. No. No, no, no no, no,
0: no, 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 no. On record. No, no, I demand no. it. I pictured there being like a house party. I'm so tired it's like I'm it's like I'm dreaming while I'm ta- I'm very tired right now I picture them being a house party and Carlo giving them the double guns calling Lenny Carrots and it just pissing Lenny Kravitz off <laughs> I don't know why
1: yeah I'm tired I, did I send you that song by Open Mike Eagle where he just yeah. where he just ends up dissing Carrot Top yes towards the end yeah but makes but the chorus is about like Gallagher, I guess. Yeah,
0: who sucks way more than Carrot Top.
1: Yeah, because Gallagher's like like Carrot Top. Well, uh, what did what did what does his face say about Carrot Top? Legendary. Oh, legendary, legendary prop comedian. Legendary, legendary prop comedian Carrot Top. Like he's got. It seems like he's got some plastic surgery. And he's, he's buff. He's he looks like he could fuck us up. Yeah. I I don't think he's like that funny. Yeah. But like I I don't know. I don't think he's like a racist.
0: Exactly. He's harmless. Yeah. He's and harmless. people like him. He has a damn theater in Vegas, so he's doing something right. Yeah. Like
1: I don't, I I don't I feel like I don't know. It seems like low hanging fruit. I don't know him well enough. Right. To like say like I don't. I don't know. You know. Like sometimes we just like love tearing people down. That's true. And sometimes it's okay to not. Like Gallagher, it seems like he's hurt a lot of people and like he has some views that that are painful and hurtful. I don't, you know, if I'm He has wrong, a twin
0: brother that does his act on the road as well.
1: Yeah, and they don't like each other. Yeah. Um, But family's hard, man. I just got invited to a wedding mm. and, and I have to consider whether I'm going to go because like... Family just takes sometimes can take up so much difficult space, you know. And how much how I don't how much sage do I really have to burn, you know?
0: It's <laughs> funny, I'm meeting my. Uh, what's funny about that? Sage to burn, it just made me, family.
1: Yeah, fa- it's a family. Have you heard Iggy Pop's cover of Family Affair? No. It's so good. Um, yeah. So. So yeah. Right now, I think. Um, you are never really there it, here, here here is um you know a sequel to i 'm still here um <laughs> is is on the road to being my favorite movie of the year it's early, and I haven't seen a lot of movies in the theater, but right now it's up there
0: sure same same with me
1: um and we'll see and I just really hope that it's a success because I would like to see Lynn Ramsey make movies as often as she wants if she yeah, wants I would to make that i I don't know that she wants to have only made four movies well four. no
0: i i yeah four four features I think of when i when I saw you were never really here last year, and then I'm going to see it again tomorrow, when I think of it, now I start to think back like, man, what would the lovely bones have been if you know'cause she was supposed to direct that originally or Jane got a gun. What would that what what would a Lynn Ramsey western have been like? You know, started like now that I know that she can like not can handle all there's violence in all of her movies, but this is her most violent movie. It's like, wow, like L- L- Lovely Bones has a strong violent element as does Jane Got a Gun because it's a western. It's like, man, what would those movies L- have been I like mean, under L- the direction L- Lovely of Lovely
1: Bones would have been better if it was directed by Peter ja- the Peter Jackson that directed um Heavenly Creatures. Sure. Know? Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He was once a very talented director Um, the Lovely Bones by taking away the sexual violence it took away a lot of the film's identity and I'm not saying like obviously there's so much sexual violence in the world and it's prevalent and we don't need to add it to things but when when the plot really does hinge on part of that it's weird to take that out Yeah. like like, oh well I'm okay with the violence but I'm not okay with the sexual violence like that was weird yeah that movie that movie was
0: weird. It's like remaking old boy and then taking out the incest aspect of it hi Spike Lee It's true
1: yeah it's just yeah i I mean I think the there there are a lot of problems with with old boy the remake, and I mm. think that was that it just shouldn't have been remade because the story was just so some some you know like La Cienaga... Would be really weird to be remade as an American film, because a lot yeah. of, what I said yeah, because a lot of it hinges on, like the class dynamics in the country that it comes off mm-hmm. as, so like like I don't know if this is weird to say but, Old Boy is a distinctly Korean film, mm-hmm. so to make it an American film, I think we've talked about this on the show before, but, it may like. The gift is the closest thing to a remake to Old Boy, right. and it works because it's on on an American playing field, mm-hmm. using American tropes, mm-hmm. bullying and and revenge and yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm I'm. I've, I would be the poster child on saying, we should remake movies, and remake them often. Just so far, the the vast majority of remakes aren't good but i don't i think the whole like everything's sacred and we can't redo things is 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 a really dangerous narrative. Oh no,
0: i agree. I agree. Yeah.
1: But um where are we at?
0: We are at uh 53 minutes.
1: Okay. Yeah. I'm feeling pretty good. I am too. All right. So uh you know, SpongeBob I'm punch you in the dick. Uh see you guys for episode 50 next week. Yeah. Uh love you guys. Thank you for No, uh Thank you for listening You know We've figured things out We've had ups and downs Um, We've had those Nine episodes Of Freddy Got Fingered That that we lost Yeah Um, We've really tried To figure it out Our friendship has bloomed I've made friends Mm -hmm. Um, I've made people Uncomfortable Hi Doug Um, Just really Just had a great time Learned new things And uh, I hope That we Have More than 50 more episodes
0: Absolutely and uh, um, rest in peace, Alias. Uh, yeah, very man. Very uh, to to
1: see underground to, to read rap that. has rap has lost some people this yeah. year. Yeah, um, Craig Mack. Yeah, Bender. Yeah, um, and hopefully no more.
0: Yeah,
1: it's a family affair. We got out there we thought we'd go. It was stand up and I bought some new boots and braces and to leave off staying pressed. I was sitting indoors with a cup of tea. There's was a knock on the law. And my mum's had them come in, the saying that. And they accused me and they said that I'd have to come down to the station and be witness. So I went down there and said that I'd done it and I denied it all. But then we'd all made different statements and we all well, run. Anyhow, we'd proven guilty.